Hello, everybody. I'm Carrie. And I'm Will. And this is the Baseball and Train podcast, where a husband and wife discuss the current happenings in Major League Baseball. Today, we're previewing the National League West and wrapping up the National League preview. National League West? Yeah. I thought you said Weast. No. Dang it. Before we get started with the National League West, we do have a fangram that we need to read off. Are you ready for the fangram? I am ready for the fangram. All right. So this week's fangram comes from Kristen. And it is a shout out to Albert Pujols because, of course, he listens to our podcast. And she says, through a fit of giggles, Albert I am a child, and I love your name. So, tee hee hee. We're all children here. That's why we love baseball. Yeah. If you guys would like to submit a shout out, a hello, a happy birthday, happy anniversary, we listen to your podcast and we love you. Any of that, we have a form on our website via Linktree that you can fill out and give a little shout out. It would be great to hear from you guys. We love talking to you, and we hope you love listening to us. So let us know. With that, we are going to dive into the NL West. All right. So if you have not tuned in to the previous two reviews, the rules that we're going by are as follows. We're going to set a five-minute timer, and at the end of those five minutes, you will hear this sound. That that one exactly. <laughs> With that said, we will Without further ado. Adieu. Adieu. <laughs> he already did. I did. I done. I done did it. I done dude it. Dude it. it. Alright. Five minutes on the clock. Starting now. This past offseason, the Dodgers made the following moves. They signed J.D. Martinez, one year, $10 million. They signed Noah Syndergaard, one year, $13 million. They traded Jeff Beige for J.P. Fireisen from the Rays. They extended Clayton Kershaw for one year, $20 million. They traded Jacob Amaya to the Marlins for infielder Miguel Rojas. And they signed David Peralta for one year and six and a half million dollars. Who they lost? Outfielder Cody Bellinger, third base Justin Turner, relief pitcher Craig Kimbrell, outfield Joey Gallo, shortstop Trey Turner. They all elected to go into free agency and signed with other teams. And not necessarily a natural loss, but Gavin Lux tore his ACL in spring training and he will miss the entire 2023 season. So their lineup is as follows. Batting first, right fielder Mookie Betts. Batting second, first base Freddie Freeman. Third, catcher Will Smith. Fourth, third baseman Max Muncy. Fifth, designated hitter J.D. Martinez. 
Sixth, left fielder David Peralta. Seventh, center fielder Trace Thompson. Eighth, second base Miguel Vargas. And ninth, shortstop Miguel Rojas. Their starting pitchers, left-hander Clayton Kershaw. Left-hander Julio Orias. Right-hander Noah Syndergaard. Right-hander Justin May. And right-hander Ryan Pepia. Pepio? Pepia. In the bullpen, they have right-hander Evan Phillips, left-hander Alex Vesia, right-hander Ruzdar Gretarol, left-hander Caleb Ferguson, right-hander Yensi Almonte, and right-hander Shelby Miller, right-hander Phil Bickford, and right-hander Jimmy Nelson. So as far as my outlook for the Dodgers this year, it seemed like they did a bit of a retooling or trimming of the fat, per se. A lot of money came off of the books by not re-signing guys like Trey Turner, Cody Bellinger, and Justin Turner. They are only $11 million over the luxury tax threshold, and they have Mets-type money to spend if they wanted to spend Mets-type money. Uh, my theory is that they're setting their budget up to be involved in the Shohei Otani sweepstakes, and they're probably going to be the front runner to win it. That is, if the Angels keep Otani until he becomes a free agent after this year, because they could trade him, but I feel like the Angels are going to be too scared to trade him because. If what they get back isn't enough, then fans are going to riot. They'd have to trade for, like, an entire team. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. So. You think that it's going to be hard for him to move from the Angels to the Dodgers? He might not even have to move. Probably wouldn't even pass. I know. He probably wouldn't mind it. That, I mean, that might be an advantage for the Dodgers. And you're like, hey, you don't even have to move. We'll pay you to move. $50. That's your moving budget. We'll call you a car. Mm-hmm. Let's get you an Uber. An Uber. Uber might be more than $50 from... I think it's by distance, not by time, so it's not like he's going to get stuck on the highway. Yeah. He ain't going to sit in... Well, he probably he's, won't he's definitely gonna get, He's definitely going to get stuck on the highway. Yeah. He probably doesn't even drive himself places. Do you think he drives himself places? Uh, why would he? I don't know. Anyway, so the Dodgers, I think, were set up to be pretty good. But with Gavin Lux going down, it seems like they are pretty thin at that position. And I don't know. It it doesn't seem like Dodgers teams of the last couple of years where they're just dominant everywhere. Fine by me. So that's the Dodgers. Next up we have the San Francisco Giants. Gigantes. Oh. Are you ready? Yeah. San Francisco Giants. Five minutes. Starting now. 
This offseason, the Giants re-signed Jock Peterson to a one-year $19.5 million deal. They signed relief pitcher Taylor Rogers, who joins his twin brother Tyler in the bullpen. Taylor and Tyler? Horrible. Only the fourth set of twins to play on the same team. He was signed for three years, $33 million. They signed starting pitcher Sean Menea. To a two million twenty five. That's all. Oh, that's wrong. Two year twenty five million dollar deal. They signed starting pitcher Ross Stripling to a two year twenty five million dollar deal. They signed outfielder Mitch Hanniger to that's too much like Mike Hannigan for me. <laughs> to a three year forty three point five million dollar deal. They signed outfielder Michael Conforto to a two year thirty six million dollar deal. And they signed relief pitcher Luke Jackson to a two-year, $11.5 million deal. Who they lost this offseason? Evan Longoria. I. Carlos Rodon. Brandon Belt. All lost to free agency. Their starting lineup. Batting first, Lamonte Wade Jr., first base. Batting second, second baseman Tyro Estrada. Batting third, D.H. Jock Peterson. Batting fourth, right fielder Mitch Hanniger. Batting fifth, center fielder. I even practiced this one. <laughs> Mike Yastrzemski. Nailed it. Batting sixth, left fielder Michael Conforto. Batting seventh, third baseman David VR. Nailed it. Batting eighth, Brandon Crawford. He plays shortstop. Batting ninth is Joey Bart, their catcher. Starting pitchers include right-handed pitcher Logan Webb, right-handed pitcher Alex Cobb, left-handed pitcher Sean Manaya, right-handed pitcher Ross Stripling, and left-handed pitcher Alex Wood. Their bullpen includes right-handed pitcher Camilo Doval, right-handed pitcher John Brevia, question mark, Right-handed pitcher Tyler Rogers, left-handed pitcher Scott Alexander, right-handed pitcher Jacob Eunice, left-handed pitcher Sam Long, and right-handed pitcher Anthony Desclafani. Um, they were very active during free agency and were involved in some of the biggest off-season news. And they had, as they had, both Aaron Judge and Carlos Correa as free agency targets. Aaron Judge was incorrectly reported to be signing with them in more ways than one. Arson Judge. Yeah. A misspelling that happened. That's so embarrassing. Yeah, a um, known, like, notable baseball reporter, John Heyman, was trying to be the first to break the news where Aaron Judge was signing. And in his haste to make the report, he spelled his name wrong. Or it auto-corrected to arson. And then he didn't even sign with the Giants. He got, like, some bad info. What the heck kind of autocorrect makes you go to arson instead of Aaron? He probably typed it wrong. He probably talks about fire a lot. Whatever. Funny how he almost got fired over arson. Um, Carlos Correa was also reported to be signing there before the whole physical fiasco began. Because of these two misses, the perception is that they don't have a good team. Um, 
I mean, I guess we'll see if they do or not. But the guys that they added are all solid and will immediately be able to slot in and make an impact on this team on the team this year. With that said, they could have used the lineup upgrade with one of those two missed targets. Um, I mean, who couldn't afford to have those two missed targets? Yeah. But not be missed. Yeah, I think anyone would take Aaron Judge and Carlos Correa. I would take Aaron Judge, but I would not admittedly be happy about it. I wouldn't be vocal about it, but I wouldn't be mad either. I wouldn't be mad in any way at all. I just... I'm hesitant. I was not finished. You're hesitant? You know the rules of the game. We can't keep talking. <laughs> we did in the other episode. I know, and I was displeased. It messed with your AC- ACD. <laughs> yeah, my ACD. ADHD, OCD. Both of those, really. I combined them. That's why I said ACD. I have so many problems, guys. All right. Next, I have the San Diego Padres. Five minutes on the clock starting now. This offseason, the Padres signed shortstop Xander Bogarts, 11 years, $280 million. They signed starting pitcher Nick Martinez, three years, $26 million. They signed relief pitcher Seth Lugo, two years, $15 million. They signed designated hitter Matt Carpenter, two years, $12 million. They signed Nelson Cruz, one year, $1 million. They signed starting pitcher Brent Honeywell Jr., one year, $750,000. They signed starting pitcher Michael Waka, four years, $26 million. They extended Manny Machado, 11 years, $350 million. Fernando, was it the extended part? Waka doodle Oh, uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. is coming back from a PED suspension this year. And not really an acquisition they made this offseason, but they acquired Juan Soto in a trade with the Nationals in August of 2022. Who they lost, catcher Jorge Alfaro, first baseman Will Myers, first baseman Josh Bell, third baseman Brandon Drury, and I'm sorry, there's two more. (laughs) Starting pitcher Sean Manaya and starting pitcher Mike Clevenger all elected to go to free agency. Their lineup is as follows. First, shorting, starting shortstop, Xander Bogarts. At least you didn't say sharding. (laughs) Second, left field Juan Soto. Third, third baseman, Manny Machado. Fourth, first baseman, Jake Cronenworth. Fifth, designated hitter, Nelson Cruz. Sixth, right fielder, Matt Carpenter. Seventh, second baseman, Ha-Song Kim. Eighth, center fielder, Trent Grisham. Ninth, catcher, Austin Nola. Their starting pitchers, right-hander, Yu Darvish. Left-hander, Blake Snell. Right-hander, Michael Waka. Right-hander Nick Martinez, right-hander Seth Lugo. In the bullpen, they have left-hander Josh Hader. They have right-hander 
Robert Suarez. They have right-hander Luis Garcia, left-hander Drew Pomeranz, right-hander Stephen Wilson, left-hander Tim Hill, right-hander Nabil Krismat, and left-hander Jose Lopez. So their lineup is obviously stacked. Fernando Tatis will be back in mid to late April from his suspension. If he has a year, anything like his 2021 season, where he had 135 hits, 31 doubles, and 42 home runs, which led the National League, um, and 97 RBI as well, is going to add a lot to that lineup. And then you also have Soto, Machado, Bogarts, and some veteran power bats as well, and Nelson Cruz and Matt Carpenter. So it truly will be Slam Diego in 2023 if all those guys can perform to their expectations. I thought you were going to say it was a slam dunk. No. (laughs) The pitching is also underrated. All of their starters, or most of their starters, are projected to have a sub-4 ERA and around one whip or lower. Uh, The bullpen has some names in it as well, but looks to be probably the weakest point in the team, which isn't saying much because the Padres are pretty strong overall. So, what do you think? Lots of names, lots of money they spent. I was really shocked for you to say that Nelson Cruz was signed to a one-year, $1 million deal. And then the next guy you listed was 750000 so I kind of got over that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, Honeywell is kind of like a young, unproven pitcher. He's got a lot of injury history. He was with the Rays before, um, and then he went to the A's, and now he's on the Padres. And Nelson Cruz is just getting old. Yeah. So, but he can still hit homers. He can still hit them, so... It's feeling like five minutes is going a lot faster this faster <laughs> faster this time than it did. I think before. we're talking more about them. Some of the teams that we were covering just that. didn't uh, didn't have a lot to talk about. Didn't have a lot to talk about. NL Central, looking at you. Yikes! But speaking of teams that don't really have a whole lot to talk about. Next up, we have the Colorado Rockies. We can just talk about how we are going to go watch them. We really need to buy those tickets. Yeah, we do. I was I thought about that multiple times this week and still haven't bought them. Nice. All right, you ready? Let me know when. <clears throat> Five minutes. On the clock. This offseason... The Rockies traded Sam Hilliard to the Braves for right-handed pitcher Dylan Spain. They traded Connor Joe to the Pirates for right-handed pitcher Nick Garcia. Double first name, Connor Joe. That is a very unique last name. They traded shortstop Juan Brito to the Guardians for third baseman Nolan Jones. They traded a player to be named later to the Red Sox for right-handed pitcher Connor Siebold. They traded, nope, I lied. They they signed left-handed pitcher Brad Hand to a one-year, $2 million deal. They acquired 
Mike Moustakis on a minor league deal, expected to come off the bench in the major leagues and potentially rotate in if he makes it out of spring training. Who they lost? They lost shortstop Garrett Hampson to free agency. They traded Sam Hilliard to the Braves, and they traded right-handed pitcher Kevin Kelly to the Rays. Their lineup is as follows. Batting first, center fielder Jonathan Daza. Batting second, right fielder Charlie Blackman. Batting third, left fielder Chris Bryant. Batting fourth, first baseman CJ Crone. Batting fifth, second baseman Ryan McMahon. That's another one of those things. McMahon. He said McMahon. Batting sixth, third baseman Mr. Montero. Batting seventh, designated hitter Mike Mustakis. Batting eighth, catcher Elias Diaz. And batting nine, shortstop Ezekiel Tovar. Their starting pitchers include right handed pitcher. Jermaine? German? Herman. Herman. I'm so sorry. Herman Marquez. Bad, batting second. <laughs> <laughs> Left-handed pitcher Kyle Freeland. Right-handed pitcher Jose... Urania. I knew how to say that one. Urania. You hesitated. To make sure that I said it correctly. I'd rather take a second than butcher their names. Left-handed pitcher Austin Gomber. Right-handed pitcher Connor Siebold. In the bullpen, they have right-handed pitcher Daniel Bard. Right-handed pitcher Pierce Johnson. Right-handed pitcher Denelson Lamette. Left-handed pitcher Brad Hand. Right-handed pitcher Justin Lawrence. Left-handed pitcher Brent Suter. Right-handed pitcher Nick Mears. And left-handed pitcher Ty Blanche. Um, we briefly touched on it last episode, but they have been bottom dwellers for about four or five seasons, and their ownership statement during this offseason was, I think we can go 500 this year. Um, so not super optimistic there. Um, it's not something to be proud of, but that's like the benchmark that they're shooting for. I don't really see them making lofty goals. They's, I don't see them. I can read, I swear. I don't see them making even such lofty goals they set for themselves looking at this roster. Maybe if Chris Bryant, Ryan McMahon, and CJ Crone get hot. Maybe. If that happens, we can reassess, but for now, I don't see it. Me neither. Um, it, they just... It seems like they've just not been making the right moves, or they don't know what the right moves are. Like... Nolan Arenado was doing really well for them, and then they traded him a few years ago, and then they signed Chris Bryant after he was doing really well for the Cubs and everything, and then he gets injured and doesn't play as well. And you haven't really and, heard a lot about him since they traded. Yeah, it, it's um, yeah, he's they're not really making moves that are. That makes sense for them. Money moves. You don't have a team identity, really. Yeah. They've got... They're all over the map. <laughs> when I think of the Rockies, I kind of think of, like, a minor league team playing in the major leagues, which is kind of sad. I, 
they're not quite as bad as the Reds that we were talking about last time, but like, yeah, they're they're not to the point where they're gonna be considered contenders for a long time unless they drastically make different moves. I barely got that last word. In. <laughs> okay. Last, we have the Arizona Diamondbacks. Last, but maybe not least. Maybe not. Maybe not least. Five minutes on the clock for the Diamondbacks, starting now. This offseason, the Diamondbacks traded catcher Cooper Hummel to the Mariners for center fielder Kyle Lewis. They claimed right-handed pitcher Cole Sulser off waivers from the Marlins. If he can find it like he did in 2021, then it'll be a good move, but he's been up and down, like 5 ERA, low, like 3 ERA, 7 ERA. Like, it's, yeah, very inconsistent. Traded right-handed pitcher Scott Randall to the Pirates for shortstop prospect Diego Castillo. They traded catcher-slash-outfielder Dalton Varsho, one of their top prospects, to the Blue Jays for catcher Gabriel Moreno, one of the Blue Jays' top prospects, and infield-slash-outfield Lourdes Gurriel Jr., They signed right-handed pitcher Zach Davies. He opted out of a contract with the Diamondbacks to become a free agent, and they signed him back for one year, $5 million. They signed left-hander Andrew Chafin for one year, $6.25 million. He slots into their bullpen as a late-inning, potentially closer role type pitcher. They signed third baseman Evan Longoria for one year, $4 million. There was a lot of speculation that Longoria might go back to the Rays this offseason as he's getting closer to retiring and thought that might be a thing that he would do, finish his career with them. Fans were calling for it to happen, but signing him wouldn't have fit with the Rays roster, so it didn't happen. Unpopular opinion, but I didn't want him. I mean... He wouldn't add anything to the team, so I didn't really want him either. It was more of a sentimental thing people wanted, and it didn't make a whole lot of sense. Moving on. Uh, very, very recently, this was on March 11th, the Diamondbacks extended Corbin Carroll for eight years, $111 million. He is really fast. He had a home-to-third-base sprint in under 11 seconds last season on a triple and his sprint speed is over 30 miles an hour home to third base mm-hmm. in 11 seconds yep under 11 seconds it was like 10.7 i probably nine. couldn't even run home to first base in under 11 <laughs> seconds <laughs> yeah I, I i definitely couldn't either i don't think uh who they lost center fielder stone garrett left fielder jordan luplo Right-handed pitcher Ian Kennedy. They all became free agents. I thought Um, you were going to say friends. (laughs) They might be. I don't know. They were on the same team last year. They all became friends when they left. Catcher Cooper Hummel and catcher Dalton Varsho. Like I said before, one of their better young prospects. Both were traded away, as we mentioned already. Their lineup is as follows. First, left fielder Corbin Carroll. 
second, second baseman, Cattell Marte, third, right fielder, Jake McCarthy, fourth, first baseman, Christian Walker, fifth, third baseman, Josh Rojas, sixth, designated hitter, Lourdes Gurriel Jr., seventh, center fielder, Alec Thomas, eighth, uh, catcher, Carson Kelly, ninth, shortstop, Nick Ahmed. Um, I'm not really sure why they don't have Gabriel Moreno as the projected catcher on fan graphs, but moving forward, starting pitchers, right-hander Zach Gallen, right-hander Merrill Kelly, left-hander Madison Bumgardner, right-hander Zach Davies, and right-hander Ryan Nelson, sorry. Bullpen, left-hander Andrew Chafin, right-hander Kevin Ginkle, left-hander Joe Mantiply, right-hander Mark Melanson, right-hander Miguel Castro, right-hander Scott McGuff, left-hander Kyle Nelson, and right-hander Corbin Martin. They have a lot of talented young players and a handful of veterans that make for an interesting and potentially great roster. They added several top prospects they have several top prospects in their system and added gabriel moreno who is the top prospect for the blue jays and is expected to be the diamondbacks catcher of the future they're building a bright future and will be fun to watch over the next year or so as they work back toward being a factor in their division and major league baseball overall catcher of the future just not just not now apparently according to (laughs) opening day projections so making these documents the excel sheets that we're showing you guys in the videos and using to make decisions um, i realized that there are far less left-handed pitchers than i realized but also that i did not win a cool name in the game of life (laughs) What's the cool name that you want? I don't know. Mantiply? Sure. There's just way cooler names. Like, people have really cool last names. Yeah. Hatch. Nah. Wallace. No. I don't know. I mean, your first name kind of has to flow with your last name. I couldn't be William Ginkle. Yes, you could. That's not a great Carrie Gensel. Somehow that sounds inappropriate, though neither of those words are <laughs> yeah. inappropriate. We should change our last name. No. Not to Ginkle, but... Enough of our... Shenanigans. Banter. Is that banter? I don't know. Shenanigans. To the predictions. So, for my predictions, as usual... For the third time that I've said this, um, I don't really retain stats and stuff about teams. It's not really the angle of baseball that I enjoy most. So it is a very skeleton assessment that we're getting here. In fifth place, I very obviously have the Rockies. Because as I said, when I think of them, I think of a minor league team playing in the major leagues. Do they go 500 this year? No, absolutely not. I think it'd be fortunate if they go 300. In fourth place, I have the Diamondbacks. 
to be fair to some of these teams, they're in a division with the Dodgers. And that's kind of rough. In third place, I have the Giants. Second place, I have the Padres. And first place, obviously, I have the Dodgers. None of the other four teams are the Dodgers, and that makes it challenging. And the Padres are just clearly going to be better than the Giants and the Diamondbacks. So mine are very similar to yours, but not exact. And two of them are switched. Ooh, interesting. Can you guess which ones? The Giants and the Diamondbacks. We'll just have to find out, won't we? Bum, bum, bum. In next week's episode. No. <laughs> right right now. We're going to find out right now. In fifth place, I have the Rockies. Joke's on you. That was actually the trade. Fifth place, he has the Dodgers. No. There's a saying that everyone learns when they're young. At least I did. I don't know if it's everyone. I'm assuming it is because it was in my kindergarten class hung up on the wall. It was on a poster. If you shoot for the moon, you'll land amongst the stars. I literally almost said that to someone in a meeting today. Meaning, if you aim for the loftiest goal possible, if you don't accomplish it, you still will likely have more success because of the work you did towards the biggest goal. The man who owns the team has set their goal at being a 500 team. I hope that's not what he thinks the loftiest goal is. Because if it is, they're in trouble. But um, they're going to miss the moon and the stars. And their hole is going to burn up in the atmosphere as they hurtle back down towards Earth. I think it's really bold of you to think that they'd make it out of the atmosphere. <laughs> so um, You know that one astronaut that dove from out of the atmosphere and like skydive? No. You don't? Oh my gosh. No. He, well, he made it further out of the atmosphere than they're going to. So buckle up, Rockies fans. It's going to be a great season. In fourth place, I have the Diamondbacks. Dang it, I was wrong. I flirted with putting them at three, but I don't think they're quite there, just based off the numbers on a page. You flirted with the Diamondbacks? At number three, yeah. Which is all I can go by right now is the numbers on the page. Momentum and streaks vary season to season, and if they get on a few of them, they could finish higher than fourth. Third place, I have the Giants. I could have put them behind the Diamondbacks, but they have enough names on their roster to be good, but not good enough to contend for the division. And if you haven't figured it out yet, the, Which ones, I did. the ones that I switched in second place, I have the Dodgers. What? So I think that the injury to Gavin Lux is going to have more of an impact than some people think it will. I don't think that they have people that can fill that spot and produce to the level that he would have. It also seems like the moves that they made actually weakened their lineup. Like they let Trey Turner go. And that's costing them even more now because Gavin Lux was supposed to be the replacement. Also, I just think that they're due for not finishing top of their division. They've been top of the division for the last 10 of ten of the last 11 years. And the Padres, they're making moves to contend and spending money like they've never spent money before. So in first, I have the Padres 
to make the pieces align to get Juan Soto last year in a trade and to make all the signings that they did in this offseason, if they don't win the division, somehow the Dodgers found a way which could be making a trade for a shortstop like before the season starts or at some point during the season or the Dodgers are just running with what they have and overperforming with it. But I think it's the Padres division to lose. Like if all of those guys that we listed in their lineup and rotation play to their potential, then they're going to take a division. I know you can say that about pretty much every team, but yeah. Padres. I guess we'll see. That's my prediction. It's very interesting. There are some people on the Padres that I wouldn't mind seeing do well. And I am not fond of the Dodgers. So I'd be good with that. Yeah. Well, that's everything that we've got for you today. We hope that you enjoyed the National League West. If you did enjoy this episode, make sure you like, follow, share, subscribe, comment, interact, put in a fangram. Tell us what we missed if you're a Dodgers, Padres, Giants, D-backs, or Rockies fan. Tell us if we missed anything. Tell us what you think is going to happen in your division. Talk with us. Yep. We are on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. I think that's all of them. If there is a social media. We're there. We're there. At Baseball Chain on all of them. Yes. So we will see you guys in the next episode. This has been the Baseball and Chain Podcast. Till death do us baseball. Baseball.